Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. When are we going to get what we put into Landon College? It's reached into that Josh Norman territory of you paid a guy don't a do ton it. of don't money. Do it, don't I do know it, how you felt don't about it. Norman. Don't you do it because Josh, uh, Josh Norman just got kicked out the club. Derrick the Henry, night. what Derrick Henry did was vile. That was not pretty <laughs> what Derrick Henry did the other night. But no, I like Landon Collins. I still have hope for him, but they paid him a ton of money. He had a mediocre first year. Here we are, year number two. The performance is tailspinned. He doesn't make plays, and already people are shredding him. He might be the most criticized player on Washington so far this year after Dwayne Haskins because everyone's seen it. He's missing tackles. Ron Rivera actually said Landon was at fault for that 56-yard bomb to Robert Woods last Sunday. Rivera said that this week. He's on the spot. He needs to step up. And what he needs to realize, this coaching staff didn't sign him. This coaching staff is not married to him. He's he's on the hot list just like everybody else. And like I said, if your strength is in the box, I need you to be good at that. All right, so he's not tackling well. He, he we're not. He's sure not gonna cover well. No. All right, so we got to understand that. Is he comfortable in this defense? One. Is this defense built for him? Uh, is he a future casualty when it comes to it? Because we don't. We're not stretched under the cap, so we can easily keep the guy. Yes. Exactly. But is he worth it is the question. So a lot of talk this week, too, about the linebackers. Ron Rivera essentially put him on blast the other day, saying they need to be better. They need to be more productive. They basically have only played two guys, John Bostic, Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Thomas Davis, who's barely played, is an inactive today. That's kind of interesting. He's a 100-year-old, got it. He is, but he led the Chargers in tackles last year. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he could do something for you? I I think he's more of the leader, the teacher of a defense that he's already incorporated in. So he's a player coach? He's a player coach like Alex Smith is. Like, you have to – I think people devalue that on teams. But when you got a new team, new scheme, everything, you need to have some people in the locker room that knows everything, that can share secrets with everybody else. All right, well, Cole Holcomb is back today. Yeah. What are you expecting at linebacker? Because the backers got torn up last Sunday against the Rams. Well, I'm I'm expecting them to play. Downhill, like what I've been seeing from the linebackers, they've been waiting and taking the power. They need to start to take the game to the team, and I think you'll see them a, a, a lot more aggressive, especially considering Ron Rivera is an ex linebacker right. himself. Del like, Rio too. So they are going to make sure that group focuses on attacking, not being attacked. It makes total sense. What about covering tight ends? I mean. We Ger- can't do that, guys. I know. We and, can't do that. And the guy who killed us last Sunday, Gerald Everett, who done nothing all year for the Rams, he ends up having 90 receiving yards. So today the Giants have a pretty good one in Evan Ingram. Yeah, but he's one-dimensional. He's one-dimensional tight end that's having a bad year in this defense because they're not pushing him ver- – I mean, this offense because they're not pushing him vertical. They're running a lot of curls with him. They're running routes that he doesn't like to do. He doesn't like to tangle with the linebackers, and he's not had success in his offense, and he's one-dimensional. They, you can't run behind him. He, he, it's like Jordan Reed. Uh, it's the gift and the curse. The gift is you're so talented catching the ball. The curse is you undress the offense for the defense. So it's a battle of bad versus worse. Ingram's having a bad year. We can't cover tight ends. I mean, I still could see Ingram having five for a buck twenty-five today or something like that. You're completely right, Gaudi. Yeah. Let's say Daniel Jones has 190 yards passing. <laughs> 120 will be to the tight end. That's what it feels no, no, like. No, no, no. That's, that's what, what it feels it, like. That's what it's going to be, Gaudi. And 120 will be to the tight end because we just haven't 
came up with a scheme, uh, uh, got the right person, person to match up with the tight end. So Holcomb is fast, but Holcomb has had issues in coverage. Would you put him on Ingram or would you go with somebody else? No, I would go with Landon Collin. Landon okay. Collin, this is your job. I know. Your job know. is to make tight ends and running backs obsolete. Yeah. All right, now here go the question. New York knows Landon Collins. New York didn't sign Landon Collins back. They know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. The question is, Gaudi, are they willing to attack him knowing his pedigree more than they know everybody else's? You know, to go back to my Josh Norman comparison, what do Josh and Landon have in common? David Gettleman. David decided not to pay either guy. Either guy. Think about that. You, you, Think uh, about you're that. right about that. And both guys have another thing in, go- uh, in common, Gaudi. They're not the fastest guys at their position. Yes. That's where they get in trouble at. They yep. don't have what we call as defensive backs get out of trouble speed. Mm-hmm. Like me, myself, I had the speed to make a mental mistake but get myself out of trouble. Right. They don't have that get out of trouble. And I don't know if y'all been checking the Instagram lately, but the memes about Josh Norman <laughs> are all over the place. I, I hate to say I was right, but I was right, God. That reminded me it was a different play, but when Brandon Jacobs ran over oh, LaRon Landry. Why did you have to bring that up? Because that was my fault. It was? I had got ran over two plays before that. I, listen, oh, I didn't know that. No. I First down, they ran a tall sweep. Brandon Jacobs ran me over. <laughs> Second down, they ran a tall sweep. Brandon Jacobs ran me over. Third down, they ran another tall sweep, and I didn't go in there. Oh. And, and my teammate had to pay the price because I made a business decision, and that's what happens in sports sometimes. You pulled a Josh Norman. You said, I'm not going to be in this hey, picture. Hey, hey, I knew for me to play for the rest of the game, I could not stick it in there, <laughs> dead play golf. I did not know that. I, <laughs> hey, I learned, you learned hey, something new. Hey, well, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, I'm a truth for he's, he's a truth speaker. And, and listen to me. I just did not have the energy. <laughs> Uh, uh, the man inside of me to go one more time that is with Brandon Jacobs. That is, that is one of the all-time memes or maymays, as Bryce Harper would say. Jacobs steamrolling LaRon Landry uh, years ago. It hurt, it hurt me personally. Uh. It hurt my friend physically. Yeah. And it hurt me emotionally. <laughs> but, but, but you weren't in the fit picture. That's the most important Not, thing. Like I said, he had already ran me over. See, what people didn't understand is he got me early in the game, too, and knocked my helmet off. Oh, is that right? So it was just a physical game. I think New York's plan was to not throw at me, was to run at me. And they, they wore me down. They it's... wore me down to the point that I left a teammate hanging. No man left. All right, should we do our picks, Si? We ready to do our picks? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're ready for that. All right, there we go. All right. We'll start with Falcons at Vikings. The spread is Minnesota minus four, and the over-under is 54 and a half. Galdi, what do you got? Oh, uh, smooth. You know where I'm going here. Captain Kirk against an 0-5 Falcons team. The Kirk Kane will kill yeah, you. Here we go. A Falcons team led by Raheem Morris. How does a defensive coordinator on a bad defensive team get promoted to interim head coach? You got to hire somebody. I'm still trying to understand that. You got to hire somebody, God. I will take the over, and I'll take the Vikings and lay the four. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going with Galdi. I never picked the Falcons because my ex-wife is a Falcons fan. <laughs> she told me that on the way out the door, so I would never pick the Falcons. I'm going with the Vikings. See, we are in, in cahoots on this one. I like over, under, Smith. Over, under, 54 and a half. Both two bad defenses, over. 
There you go. All right, on to Ravens at Eagles. Baltimore is minus nine and a half at the spread, and the over-under is 46 and a half. Galdi? All right, I actually think this game is going to be closer than people think. Obviously rooting for Baltimore, but I'll take the Eagles plus the points, and I will take the under for this game. Oh, Galdi, I hate to say you messed up, but you messed up. At the end of the day, the Eagles stink. Carson Wentz stinks, and Rocky is not a real person. Right? <laughs> stop Stop going to that statue. At the end of the day, the Ravens cover with the nine and a half. The Eagles lose this game because today, the I mean, the Ravens passing game gets back on track. Okay, I hope you're right. All right, over, right. under, 46 and a half. I'm going over. All right. On to Bears at Panthers. Carolina minus one and a half is the spread, and the over-under is 44 and a half. Galdi? I'm sorry. The Bears, to me, are fraudulent. I do not buy into them at four and one. I know people in Chicago who do not buy into the Bears being four You hate and one. on Nick Foles. You the, can't hate on Nick the Foles. The Panthers are maybe the surprise team in the NFL. They're supposed to be in this rebuild mode, the three and two. Matt Rule's got it going on, Teddy Bridgewater. So I will take Carolina, and I will take the over for this game. And he must have drunk up this and woke up this morning drinking whiskey because he has to be blind. That's right the only now. way to wake hey, up. Hey, hey, listen to me. I'm going with Big Nick Energy oh. in Chicago. You understand me. Listen to me. The defense is there. And I and Nick understands all I need to do is make one or two, three plays, and we have a chance to win every game. I'm going with the Bears over. Okay. All right. On to Bengals at Colts. The Colts are minus 7.5 on the spread, and the over-under is 46. Galdi? This is a tricky game to pick, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts. I think the Bengals are better than the record says, but look, the Colts have been another one of those surprise teams this Sneaky year. Sneaky team. Give, they are. They Sneaky. are. Yeah. So I'll take Indianapolis, and I will take the over on this one. Well, I think this is actually going to be a lower-scoring game than most people think. I will take the Colts and one Philip Rivers and all ten of his kids, and I'm going to go with the under on this. What happened to your guy Jacoby Brissett, by the way? He was supposed to be the future in Indianapolis. I, I thought he was, but you know, when you sign a veteran like Philip Rivers, like it's a lot of people trying to trade for uh, Brissett yeah. right now. I, I still think he's a legit starter in this league. I just think he didn't pop enough for the Colts. Okay. I think they in win now mode. Okay. Gotcha. On to Browns at Steelers, where I'm seeing Baker Mayfield is going to play, but it says he may not finish. We'll see. Cracked ribs. But the spread is Pittsburgh minus three and a half, and over under is 50 and a half. Galdi? Amazing. This is the game of the week. When's the last time you said that about Brown Steelers? But. This is the best Pittsburgh defense of the Big Ben era. The defense has been outstanding. Ben, Chase, Claypool. Steelers are rolling. I will take Pittsburgh. I will take the over. I think this one could get ugly today. Hey, actually, you don't remember when we did a draft special and I was talking about Claypool. Oh, were you? I was talking okay. about it. Smoot done it again. I'm the same guy that said, let's draft Lamar Jackson years ago. And everybody was like, no, no, no. All I'm saying is. You said draft Lamar as a receiver, though. You no, no, I said draft him as a quarterback. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, as a oh, quarterback. Smooth right. the dumbest never get these things You wrong. and Bill Polian. Yeah. <laughs> right, listen, I'm going with the Steelers because I feel like the Steelers have one of the few complete teams in this league. Yeah. T.J. Watt in that defense is unbelievable. They can run the ball. Ben can throw the ball. Uh, I'm going most definitely. I'm going Steelers. Plus, I'm going over this because I think they're going to actually blow the Browns out today. I think I'm it's going to get. You. I think it's going to get loose in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 
All right, Broncos at Patriots. Patriots are minus seven and a half on the spread and over under 45. Yeah, I'll take New England and I'll go under. This uh, it might not be super high scoring, but New England will cover the seven and a half, so give me the Pats. Oh, yeah, Cam, uh, the Patriots, uh, the mad scientist Bill Belichick. I never go against Bill Belichick. No. I'm taking the Patriots. Most definitely they'll win this game by 10, so I'm going over. All right, Lions at Jaguars. The Lions are minus three on the spread and 54 and a half for the over-under. All right, my guy Jay needs this win today, all right? Uh, my, my guy Jay Gruden needs to start cooking with this offense. We've seen it at various points. I want to see that today. The Jaguars will pull off what would be an upset. I will take the Jags, and I will take the over. I think we have a shootout in Jacksonville today. Well, first of all, Gardner Minshew, the mustache, is from Mississippi. Okay. He's from Brandon, oh. Mississippi, right outside, so I dare shall not go against a Mississippian in this game. I am taking the Jaguars. I am too A.J. Gruden guy. Jay's cooking. And, and, uh, listen to me. I am fine with this pick, and they will beat Detroit by more than three points. I'm going with the under, though, low score. Oh, you are. Okay. Did you watch Mississippi State yesterday? Uh, yes, I did. You can't hurt my feelings because I don't have any. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Texans at Titans. Titans are minus three and a half on the spread and 53 and a half for the over-under. I am being proven so wrong on Ryan Tannehill. I thought last year was a fluke and he would never approach that level of success again. He has continued to look really good. Mike Vrabel, he might be the Belichick assistant who that actually, actually sticks. That's actually good. Who does it? They are a really good team. Don't forget, Gaudi, another Belichick guy's across there, Romeo Cannell, is across there too now. Yeah. He's the new, the bill is gone out of Texas right yes. now. Yes, that's right. Cornell, though, has been mixed as a head coach. But yeah, he, but he, that's right. This is yeah. a battle of two former Belichick assistants. Here's the thing, though, about this game. The line stinks. The line is begging you to take Tennessee that it's only three and a half. So when you see something like this, you always go the other way. So I'm going to take the Texans on principle, even though everything in your being says take the Titans and lay the mere three and a half. But I'll take the Texans and I'll take the under on this game. Every good team has a bad Sunday. I think it's time for the Texans, I mean for the Titans bad Sunday. And what other opponent would it happen with than the Texans with a quarterback, Deshaun Watson, that right. can make things happen? I'm going with the Texans. Texans on a straight upset, but I'm also going on the under. Okay. All right. And then on to our favorite, Washington ah, yes. football team at Giants. Huh. Here well, we go. this is probably more of a hard pick than a head pick, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Washington plus the three. Uh, Washington's not going to go one of 15. They're going to win more than one game this year. This is a perfect opportunity to win. And if you buy into the thing in sports of you can't fake desperation, there is a real desperation with Washington for this season to become just more of the kind of season we thought it might be, which is, again, not a great year, but a better year than what we've seen here lately. So I'll take Washington plus the three. I will go under. I don't think this is going to be some shootout or some uh, ode to offense, but Washington will come away with the win. I think both our lines will play better today. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than Gaudi thinks. Really? I think actually, uh, and I'm also picking the Washington team, but I'm actually picking them plus 10. I feel a good day from Kyle Allen. The one thing Kyle showed you, I can make plays outside the pocket. I can make plays inside the pocket with a little better coverage. I mean, uh, protection. I can really make some things happen. I see a high scoring game. I see a game full of mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
I take Washington by 10. All right. All right. What about Kyle Allen passing yards, 228 and a half, over or under? I'm going to go under on that. I'm going to go over. Wow. If you ever go get to more than 220 yards, it'll be this week. Look at you. It'll All be right. this week. Kyle Allen passing touchdowns, one and a half, over under. I will go over. I don't like to agree with Gaudi, but I, too, will go it over. It feels so good when you do it, though, doesn't I, it? I know. It, it makes you feel yeah, good. It feels God. so good for you when you do that. <laughs> Scary Terry McLaurin receiving yards, 70 and a half, over under. Over. They got to target Terry like 18 times today, so over. Yeah, that's the only way Kyle can keep the job is to make sure he completes passes. And if you want to throw it to somebody who can be passing, Terry McLaurin's the guy. Actually, I'm going to say he's going to have 115 yards Beautiful. today in a tub. All right, I'm going to make a note of that. Uh, please, we'll come back you. to that. And then Antonio Gibson, total yards from scrimmage, rushing and receiving, 74 and a oh, half, easy. over under. Over, and he's going to have his best rushing game of the year. They are not running the ball well. They're not running the ball often. I think those things start to change today. Uh, this is an easy over for me. Like, literally four touches from this guy, no matter if he's hitting the backfield or not. He showed that he could break tackles. He showed that he can make things happen. I'm going with my guy, uh, Antonio Gibson. All right. Final prediction. The most important one. Who wins Washington football team at Giants, and what's the score? All right. So Washington wins. Washington wins 2017. Washington wins 30 to 17. 30 points. 30 Look at you. points because of the mistakes. It's going to be a lot of mistakes this did game. Did you hit the pipe before you came on here? I Gal did actually hit the pipe slowly. <laughs> Galdi, you, know <laughs> you, you have to know there has not been one game this season where Smoot has predicted the Washington football team to lose. And I'm they only have one win. Pipe. I want to feel good. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. oh, it, it's a wizard's pipe. <laughs> All right, it was close. It was dramatic. It was even actually exciting and entertaining, but it was another loss. Washington falling to 1-5, and five, 2019 the final at the Giants. This is the Chick and Smoot podcast. Chick Hernandez out this week. I'm Al Galdi, along with the cover corner, the mouth of the South, Fred Smoot, live at Augie's in Alexandria. All right, let's get right to it, Smoot. Yeah. What would you think of Riverboat Ron going for two? I, actually, I thought it was a great call. The execution wasn't great. But I understand. Let's get in. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let me show faith in my offense to say I'm going to give y'all a chance to win the game. I'm going to put y'all on the spot. And like you said, you can tell this is a year that's about building, not just winning games. 100%. If you're truly trying to win today and contend this season, you kick the extra point, you go to overtime. He didn't do that. He said, what the heck? Let's give it a shot because if we don't make it, it's not the end of the world. That decision to me cements for sure it's a developmental year. Yep. It's a rebuilding year. All this talk about winning the NFC East. He was just saying that to make the benching of Dwayne Haskins seem a little nicer than it was. Oh, so you feel like the, the benching of Dwayne Haskins was more facade than actually a, a step in the right direction. No, no, I think it was a step in the right direction. I just think Ron was trying to be nice publicly instead yeah. of saying, I'm done with Dwayne. He says, well, you know, we're trying to win the division, so we're going to play these guys with more experience in the system. That was just a cover. That just proved it right there. It's not about winning this season, which is fine. I think that's actually the right way to do this. Yep. But you follow the actions in sports, not the words, right? Yep. You know that. No, you no, play no. in the league. You always follow it. And then one thing about coaches, they will play Jedi mind tricks yes. with you. Yes. And they'll play it with the media and they'll play it with the fan base. Yes, no doubt. 
So had they made it, great. It's exciting. It's cool. He took yeah. a gamble. It worked. Yeah. They didn't make it, and yeah. I don't think he's heartbroken one bit. And Ron can get home sooner, which I think is, you know, <laughs> ideal as well. That's ideal at all times. Get out. You That's know, right. There was a lot of people injured in this game also. They were. They, they did they, get banged up. It, You're right. It, it, they didn't actually have enough wide receivers to go into overtime. overtime. All right. So Kyle Allen. Look, interception bad, lost fumble, fumble bad. bad. Yeah. But I thought he was mostly accurate. I thought he was mostly efficient. I don't want to oversell what he was, but I liked a lot of what we saw. I liked him in third downs. I liked him uh, putting his body on the line. I liked the fact that he never looks like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And you, that's what you got with Dwayne sometimes. You got a guy that was thinking in the pocket instead of just reacting and, and, and knowing where to go with the ball. I thought they did a good job of getting Terry McLaurin the ball. Yes. We talked before the game about tight ends. Both tight ends got in the game, got in the game early, often, and, and, and I think that's what we're going to start to see from this offense. Yeah, uh, you did not see Kyle Allen missing, like, high, the way Haskins would miss. Yep. Allen was mostly accurate, and you saw Allen make plays with his legs, extend plays. You never saw that with Dwayne. It was one of the more mysterious things. Haskins in the offseason got himself in great shape, lost his weight. Looked faster than he was the year before. Exactly, and yet for whatever reason, he did not use his legs over those first four games. You saw Allen do that. So I, I think with Allen, there's still very much a ceiling. Like, he's not a long-term answer, a quarterback, but could he be a good number two for you? I think so, and I thought yep. he showed some things today. Yeah, and he's a number two that can also be a number one for three or four games yeah, a year. Yeah, right, and right. They, and they understand that. Like you said, you, you, you actually compare him to somebody that, that he's the new Colt McCoy. I think like he is a new Colt. He, yeah. He's going to be with this team long as Chase Young he's with this team because yeah. he's, he's going to be that fixture piece. He's going to be that second guy that they trust. He's going to be the guy that they know, if I need you for a quarter, if I need you for a game. If I need this from him, you can give me this. And he showed that. I think he showed that, you know what, I'm not the best, but I'm. Uh, you can also do a lot worse. No, no doubt. I mean, his biggest problem, and this was the case last year, is turnovers. Yeah. He throws picks, he coughs it up via the fumble. So clearly, you need to fix that. But he also can make some plays. We saw that today. You mentioned McLaurin. They did a good job trying to get the ball to their playmakers. McLaurin, Gibson, and McKissick. You saw those guys touching the football yep. quite a bit. It was good to see that. I tell you what, Dontrell Inman has become like this nice safety valve. I mean, on third downs, yeah, they, yeah. they had a nice thing going. Who would have thought a guy that's been in the league 10 years with, I know. with playing special teams? Like yes. he, he, he wasn't doing anything at the coach. Yeah. He literally waited to his 10th year to blossom into a, a great number two receiver. And he's been trusty. I told you he reminds me of James Thrash. Yeah. Whatever we asked of Thrash, he did it. If we need him to be a gunner on the punt team, he did it. We need him to return kicks, he did it. Whatever we asked James to do, he did it. And Dontrell Trail Inman, he, he has the stench of James Thrash on him. It's funny with Inman because he was a late offseason slash summer signing, and yet like instantly he was a number three receiver, but you see why. He's a veteran, they trust him, and yep. he's been out there, he's done a pretty good job so far, so good to see that. Cam Sims, who has been a fan favorite here for years, he barely plays, but today the catch of his career yep. so far, yep. that was a great touchdown. It was a great late. catch, and I, you know, I've been in his, I've been part of his fan yep. club for a minute, because I always felt like he had all the tools to be a good receiver, he just never had the chance. And there go the thing, like, some players, they seize the moment when they get that chance, and I think today he showed them, alright, you got Terry on one side, who's going to be the big receiver that you can throw bad passes to? He's letting him know I can be that guy if you just only give me a chance. Yeah, no doubt. He's got the size. He's a Bama skin. You know, they, 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 we know how they feel about Ohio those guys. State of Alabama, we don't even take <laughs> that's it right, That's the way that's that the way it is. So, a step forward offensively. Of course, you had nowhere to go but up off the previous Sunday, the game against the Rams, but I thought it was a good day 
for the offense, all things considered. It's mm-hmm. still not a great offense. Nope. I mean, 19 points is nothing to go nuts over, but I thought it was a bounce-back game, too, for Scott Turner. I thought they called a much better game. They're throwing the ball a lot on first downs, which I personally do like. I like They're it. unpredictable. Yep. They're setting up a lot of second and shorts, third and shorts. You mentioned Kyle on third downs. I think one of the reasons he was good on third downs is because they were third and manageables. It yep. wasn't a bunch of third and long, so that was good to see. You and I whined about the defense a lot at the half. Second half was better. I think we give the defense credit. Hey, but you got to also give the offensive because it's all about complementary football. Yeah. Because the offense had two drives that literally took – 20 minutes off the clock that allowed the defense to sit on the sideline to catch their breath, to get a break, to understand that all we got to do is get back on the – I mean, off the field and get them back on the field, and we'll start to wear the Giants down. So I think that was a good plan by the offensive coordinator, a good plan by the defensive coordinator. And one thing Kyle Allen did, he kept those drives going and and connected what we had two – Two drives or 13 plays or more? Yeah. That, that, that says all. The game plan kind of worked together. And special teams actually showed up today and actually was special. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of the Hopkins missed field goal, you liked a lot you of what hate we Hopkins. saw. Well, Don't tell I, I the just, truth about how I'm, you feel I'm, about I'm Hopkins. tired of the missed kicks. I'm tired of the missed kicks. Uh, here's an interesting stat, and I know these things can be adjusted as we're just finishing the game, but Washington today had 23 more offensive plays than the Giants did. Washington was out there a lot, ran a lot of plays. The Giants really didn't, and the difference in this game ends up being the Washington turnovers and the Giants just hitting on some big plays in yep. that first half. But in a lot of ways, you did outdo the Giants. Of course, but, they're 0-5, so yeah. like that's supposed to happen. But, but you I lost the turnover. When you lost the turnover battle, because you got to realize they're plus seven because not only did they get turnovers, they got turnovers plus six off of this turnover. Yeah. Anytime you lose the turnover battle, that will show you who's the winner of the game. Uh, you're talking about two quarterbacks that both was under 200 yards. It wasn't a 100-yard rusher in this game. So that tells you whoever makes the first mistake out of the last mistake is going to lose this game. And yeah, so Allen ends up going 31 of 42 for 280, two touchdowns in a pick. Daniel Jones, 12 of 19. He only threw 19 See? passes yep. the entire game. Buck 12 touchdown and a pick and Jones of course was a major factor on the ground seven carries 74 yards including a 49 yard carry so all right one and five I mean the competitive portion of the season is over is it not no it's it's not the whole season is competitive like coach you got in terms of contending for the division Nobody want to win the NFC Lease. All right, there we the go. NFC Lease okay. don't even matter. So that's matter. done. That's that, that, done. That don't even matter. Okay. But what this coach is trying to see is who is a part of my future. Right. Uh, the players understand, like, to y'all the pressure is off, but the pressure is actually on. Because if you're going to make this roster next year, it starts today. Uh, he's, he's taking names and checking names of who is in the long run with me. So a lot of players are, are actually digging in for this, this, what we call the second quarter of the season. Yeah, it's evaluation time. It's development time. It probably was that time already. But now I think we can finally put to rest Oh, the NFC East, they might win it. They're one and five, okay? It's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And if we go to the playoff, who wants to go as a (laughs) seven and nine team just to get blew out by a team coming to beat you at home? Yeah, like if if they put together a four-game winning streak, then we can reevaluate the NFC East. But for now, that's over. They need to aggressively sell, especially their expiring contract players come the trade deadline, try to get whatever they can for the likes of Kerrigan and Anderson and Moreau people like that, and play your young guys and, you know, let's, let's see where this goes because you've got some nice young pieces. Gaudi, I have to ask you, all right, now that we are 1-5, it's only, what, three teams worse than us? Two teams maybe? 
Are we in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? Are we in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? Are we lucky enough to get Chase Young and Trevor Lawrence Could you in back-to-back years? Could you are we that team? We are in the sweepstakes. The problem is we're not the favorites, but that can change. That yeah. can change. Yeah. So let's see where it goes. And here's what I like about the draft, and you're a big college football fan, so you tell me. This draft isn't just about Lawrence. There are other good quarterbacks Quarter- who Justin look like Fields, they're going to be available. Lance from North Dakota. Uh, literally, it's five quarterbacks in this draft, but I'm sorry. It's only one he's that's transcended. Right. Uh, he's, right. he's John Elway-ist. He's, he's everything you want in a quarterback. Six, four and a half. Uh, rocking for a um, Can get out there and run with the best of them. And he's a gamer. He's a gamer. It's written all over his face. Yeah. So you're not going to get Lawrence unless you get the number one overall pick. The so Washington could end up being bad, but are they going to be bad enough to get the number one overall pick? I still tend to think not. I don't think you're trading up to number one because I think whoever gets number one is taking Lawrence. I don't think. But the New York Giants was in set to get number one. They still like Daniel Jones. Then they were set to pick a tackle, an offensive tackle at number one. So it's a couple of teams that might be set at quarterback, but it's a couple of teams like the New York Jets that have a quarterback that would still take a quarterback. I wonder, too, with the Giants – I think you almost. Yeah, I think you have to take Lawrence if he's there available to you. You know, I just. But maybe you might be right. You never know with this stuff. But again, I, one thing I've taken solace in, even if you don't get number one, let's say you get number three or number four, maybe you get Lance. Maybe you get Fields. Maybe you get the kid Kyle Trask out of Florida. Tra- yeah. There are options. It's, it's not it's options. just Lawrence, yep. but your Lawrence seems to be like this generational yep. talent. Kellen, Kellen Munn at Texas A&M. Right. It's quarterbacks all over the place, yeah. but I'm sorry, it's only one Trevor Lawrence. He's special. There's, right. no, there's no doubt about that. So that's where the show, the focus shifts for now. Uh, Smoot mentioned there were some injuries for Washington today, including this knee injury for Zadig Charles, so we'll have to be monitoring something like that. But you know what? This was this is the kind of game that I felt like if Washington lost, especially in blowout fashion, this thing could come off the rails. This thing could get ugly. You know, they're down 10 nothing after the first quarter. You yep. know where this thing is going. This team showed fight. It was competitive. It clearly has not quit. It was in the game. So yep. the season is not off the rails. One in five is a really bad record. We get that. But you do feel like, okay, Ron, it's not like he's lost the team or anything like that. And I think the waters maybe are finally starting to calm down a little bit and we can maybe focus more on football in the weeks ahead instead of a quarterback controversy and a Dwayne Haskins illness and all those kinds of things. Well, yeah, the only thing he's hurt on Durain right now is his feelings. Nothing is wrong with Durain. (laughs) His feelings is the only thing hurting right now. But you're right. The one thing I've seen from this Ron Rivera team is, first of all, we have never had a game. Every game no, we played, they, we've, they we've, today. We, we've yeah. never been out of a game. So that tells me at halftime, they go in, they do their checks and balances, they see what they can change, and I feel good. Like, I, nobody feels good about losing. It's just the way we're losing right. tells me we're one or two players away from being the team that wins. I want to get your take on Kendall Fuller because he now has four interceptions over the last three games. I know you can't just judge a corner by his picks, yep. but – it's not to ever say that picks don't matter. He's got four in his last three games. What are you seeing from Kendall right uh, now? First of all, he got four in his uh, last three games, and he actually has given up three catches for 39 yards. He's shedding down the world. Right now, he's playing 
flawless footballer. You'll never hear me say that about Kona because our job is flawed. Yeah. Like, so he's playing flawless cornerback right now. Yeah. He should be number one when it comes to the NFC right now when it comes to cornerbacks for the Pro Bowl vote. Like, I'm sorry. He's he's in one of those zones. And when the, when the, when the cornerback is in these zones, the best thing to do is stay away from him. But don't take nothing away from Runner Darby because he's playing solid good football on the other side over there. I said to you during the second half because I was down on Darby early. He has steadied himself. He's been solid these last few weeks. He's yep. playing better, it feels yep. like. He's one of those cornerbacks where he's he's never out of position. Yeah. Like he's even when he gets beat. He's, he's hanging out the back of the receiver. They just actually out jumping him or something. But he's never lost in the play. He always know what he had to do. He's a trusted veteran. And Ron Rivera seems to like him. He does. And, and, and if you want to have one person like you in the building, it needs to be the head coach. It's interesting. Ron in the offseason, they, they had guys who you looked at, you said, really, you like him? And some of them have not paid off like Troy Apke, but some of them have. And Darby would be one of those guys who has. Yep. You know, I, I would argue like a J.D. McKissick is maybe one of those guys who's had. Oh, you're like, how come I was McKissick shocked is how much he didn't gave us. Right, but McKissick has looked good. Yep. Uh, I think Kevin Pierre-Lewis has looked pretty good. That was another kind of surprise riser in the offseason. How did you feel about Logan Thomas today? Thomas had easily his best game of the season, yeah. and he showed he can make plays. Yeah. He, you know, I mean, he's not Travis Kelsey, but the guy can make some plays. That touchdown catch was impressive. Well, I couldn't I couldn't judge him early in the year because he just wasn't getting enough no, ball. No, like, he wasn't. Dwayne did not like throwing to the tight end yeah. because he didn't throw to the tight end at O-State. I understand, but I was trying to grade, the, and I couldn't grade him. But now I see right now if the ball is close to him, he catches the ball. I don't know how to grade him in the run game because I haven't studied it. Yeah. But anytime the ball is around him, he comes down with the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, you saw today with Thomas getting catches, Dontrell Inman getting catches, Cam Sims with a touchdown catch. When the quarterback play is better, I don't want to say it doesn't matter who you're throwing to. That always matters. But you can make hay with what Washington has. I think this stuff, you know, Washington has no weapons. I'm like – it's not as bad as people make it They're out to be. They're in the league, Aldi. They, have, they can right. play. They you can ha- play. You have things to work with. Yeah. It's, it's not this barren landscape offensively that some people have painted out to be. I thought we saw some evidence of that uh, in this game with the Giants. All right, should we review our picks? Because I feel like this is going to be bloody, but it's something we need to do. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Guy Cy Fenwick's going to take us through this Just tell me T.B. Johnson won all of them. (laughs) Just tell me that. We've got everything decided except for the Ravens-Eagles, so we will avoid that for now. Oh, we got a Ravens fan over there? An Eagles fan. Oh, Oh, I thought I smelled fried chicken over there. There you go. Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) The Ravens will win, so the Ravens will win. All right, we'll start with Falcons at Vikings. Galdi went over. Smoot, you went over. So that's a wash. Unfortunately, the Falcons won. Uh, you can never pin. That's what the Falcons do. When they're supposed to win, they lose. When they're supposed to lose, they win. That's the NFL. Makes no sense. <laughs> Happens all the time. Yep. All right. On to Bears at Panthers. You guys. All right. So, Galdi, you went over and you picked the Panthers. Both incorrect. Smoot. You went over and you picked the Bears and you were correct. Smooth the dumb. Nicely done. Run nothing smooth. smooth. That's done. what I do. All right. Bengals at Colts. Galdi, you went over, which was correct, and you picked the Colts, which they won, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't spread. do the spread. They didn't yep. cover. And uh, Smoot, you went under, which was incorrect, and you picked the Colts as well. Uh, so I think this ties it up one-one. I did pick the winner of the game. Yeah, you got it. It's, just, it's all about the spread, though. We can pick all right, winners. All right, all, all right, I'm fine with that. 
All right. Browns at Steelers. Galdi, you went over, which was incorrect. Well, actually, both of you guys went over, which was incorrect. And you both picked Pittsburgh, which was correct. So still tied. All right. Broncos at Patriots. Galdi, you went under, which was correct. And you picked New England, which was incorrect. Smoot, you went over and picked New England, both incorrect. So Galdi takes the lead. That should be a half a point. I like no. this. This is a, we're like All the right, Giants guy. in Washington. Two, two bad pickers just <laughs> yeah. trying to Going back not to lose. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Lions at Jaguars. Galdi, you went over and picked the Jags, both incorrect. <laughs> and then Smoot, you went under and picked the Jags. You were correct on the under, incorrect about the Jags, but that's a point for you. All right, we're tied again. Okay. Texans at Titans. Galdi, you went... Well, actually, you guys had the same thing, so it's a wash. You both went under and both picked the Texans, both incorrect. This is embarrassing. Yeah. It, I thought I picked the Texans, right? I did, right? You did. Uh -huh. And then, obviously, Washington football team at the uh, Giants. Let's not talk about yeah. that. Oh, goodness. I All right. with my heart, not my mind. You well, no, we won with the points. You both... Yeah, you won with the... Well... You won with the points, Galdi. Smoot went over, so he was incorrect. Yeah. So Galdi gets a point there. All right. But you both picked Washington football team to win, so. Right, but right. Washington plus the three, we win with that. That's true. So with the points, spread, we win that game. So. All right, and then Kyle Allen passing yards, 228 and a half. Galdi, you went under. Smoot went over. And Smoot, Smoot that. won that with the over. Nicely done. You were right. 280. Clutch. Clutch. He got 280. Kyle Allen passing touchdowns, one and a half. Galdi, you went over. And Smoot, you went over as well. So that's a wash. Terry McLaurin, 70 and a half receiving yards. You both went over. So that's a wash. But Smoot, you went one step further and said he'd have 115 <laughs> receiving hey, yards. You can't hold it against me. You I'm just saying, you're the one who said that. You didn't have to no, say that, but, but you, you did. But you, you didn't have to add that on. Galdi oh, didn't give man. like a specific number, but you did, so I have to hold you, you to it. You said it was going to be Calvin Tronson today. You said it was going to be Megatron McLaurin. Listen to me. Only side will hold it against me. Well, you gave me a specific number, man. I, I got to hold you to that. All right, and then Antonio Gibson, yards from scrimmage, 74 and a half. You both went over and were both incorrect. Correct. He only had 55. It was a J.D. McKissick day. It was. McKissick was very impressive. And then we get to the final score. You guys both picked Washington football team to win. We did. So we'll start with that. But as far as final score, Galdi had 20 to 17. Which were very close. And Smoot had 30 to 17. Which was terrible. So... I don't think I even really need to say it. It's pretty self-explanatory at that I give, point. I give Gaudi the win this week. I give Gaudi All the right, edge. but th there are no winners in our picks. That, that was pretty no. bloody, what yeah. we did. That was not impressive on Smoot, either, either Smoot is now 0-2 on these picks. I'm fine with that. You know what? I can't be great at everything. I can't win cornhole. I can't be the best bowler well, in the league. I can't be a, a great NFL football. I can't do all these things. Something I got to lose it. Smoot was a dominant cornhole player today at Augie's in Alexandria. Well, thank well you. it depends on He did lose to the owner of Augie's, and, and Chad. That's what, and that's what you do when you want to stay in somebody's good graces. Oh, here right. we go. Here we go. Smoot also yeah. introduced us to his cornhole alter ego today, which I don't know if we're we allowed to say the name. Yep. Yes, this is this is a podcast. Okay. You're allowed to say my first and last name, okay. my cornhole name, and I want to introduce y'all to not Fred Smoot, but to one T-Bags Johnson, and that's with an S. 
Teabags Johnson <laughs> is uh, is a very, very difficult challenge to overcome. There's no, there's no doubt about that. It's hard to beat him because he's going to show up. He's going to go for four quarters when it comes to cornhole. As his alcohol level goes up, <laughs> his talent really shows. 18-year champion, but you've lost two weeks now. Two weeks in a row in cornhole. Miniature cornhole. Say it. Correctly, okay, okay. Miniature yeah. cornhole. Miniature. Not, yeah. The smaller, the better. He does a very good job with that, T-Bags. That's what I'm saying. He's very good at that kind of Report thing. the news. All right, so Dallas is next. Then comes the bye. Then you face the Giants again. One in five, like we just said, the developmental portion of things is now fully on. I mean, people talk about no preseason this year. Now's your preseason. Now yep. is what we're going to be seeing. So Kyle Allen's going to remain the starting quarterback, yes, right? I mean, is. there's no reason yes, to change and, that and at no this point. no reason to go back. And we'll kind of see where this thing goes. Do you think there is a chance still for Washington to put together like a four-game winning streak and make things interesting from a standing standpoint? Or are, are you closing down any conversation like that? Okay, is it beachfront property in Oklahoma? No. Not yet. Uh, uh, Not yet. Me. Listen to me. At the end of the day, if you told me, we went 1-15, one 1-16. In, one in one I'm fine. Like, I told you this last year because I really want to chase young. Yeah. I believe sometimes to build a house the correct way, you have to tear down the existing house, start with the foundation, and build it from scratch. I'm not mad if we lose the rest of the games this year. As long as we play them like we played today, till the end. It's no a, quit. It's a fine line to walk, right? Because you want your young building blocks to do well, yep. but you don't want to win. So it's like you want to just do just enough to be just competitive, but lose. Just enough to be okay. Right, right. Just, to, just not to be shameful. Right. Give, give, your, give your fan base something to be proud about. Yeah. But you know, how would we look next year running out there with, with, with Trevor Lawrence and, and, and Chase Young? You got two staples for the next 15 years on either side of the ball. I want to ask you something that's come up this week, too. The fact that you just failed with one Ohio State quarterback, would that in any way make you reluctant to pick another in Justin Fields, or does that have nothing to do with how no, you No, it has nothing to do with nothing. Okay. Like uh, Mark Sanchez is Mark Sanchez. I can't make all USC quarterbacks be him. Dirty now, Sanchez, Now, yeah. the one thing about Justin Fields over Haskins – it's a running league with quarterbacks now. Yeah. And Justin Field is one of the fastest quarterbacks, if not the fastest quarterback in the draft. He is different than Dwayne. The offense at Ohio State looks different with him in it compared to Dwayne. It's so true. And one of the things looking at these quarterbacks in the draft is that's the way of the league now. You better be outstanding as a pocket passer if you don't bring mobility to the table. And Dwayne doesn't do that. So you're like, okay. You're not that mobile, you're not very willing to run, and you're not very accurate. What exactly are we doing here? And supposedly you don't work hard, which yeah, is a whole and, other and conversation. This, you're not a student of the game. But in today's NFL, I think you're totally right. You, you, you need a dual threat or at least a guy who's going to make you respect his mobility. Like Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. You respect his mobility. No, you respect Daniel Jones. Like when people say running quarterback, Daniel Jones don't come up first. Right. But he's super effective, and your defensive ends – I'll, I always have to know that if I rush high, he can run right up under me. So much of the league now, right, is in shotgun. It's with read option looks. Like yeah. your quarterback has got to be a run threat to some extent. So hopefully we get ourselves one of those guys. In the meantime, it is the Kyle Allen Express. And yes, we'll is. see where that takes us. But right to Trevor Lawrence. We hope so. We hope so. <laughs> and hopefully better days in 2021. But good to see a better game than what it might have been a 10 nothing today. So that's good news. And the defense, once again, it's interesting with this defense. It's getting off to these bad starts, and then it's stabilizing in the second half. So you'd like to see like four complete quarters. Yep. But 
the defense, I think, came to play over those final two quarters, which is I good. I am looking. If anybody has seen Landon Collins over the last five weeks, please tell him to give me a call because he ain't playing football. We got an imposter out there. Will Landon Collins show up and play ball this year? Because it can't get any worse. Every game there's been at least one or two plays you can pinpoint. It's, yep. not, it's not been pretty so far. It did look better, though, DeShazer Everett in the back. You didn't looks, notice him, which is good, right? I noticed the corners feeling safer. Okay. Like the one thing about a, a corner is if I I know my free safety can come up missing. I'm not going to be as aggressive as I can. Yeah. Now, if I know I got somebody that's going to be in the middle of the field where they're supposed to be at, it allows me to play the game inside the game, and they look comfortable with him out there. All right, Washington, Dallas next week. Chick Hernandez will be back. I thank him for allowing me to fill in. We thank Augies and Alexandria once again. A fabulous spot. Thanks to Cy Fenwick. Smoot. Say hi to T-Bags Johnson. Uh, I, but, I am, I am, I am. The, be, the best cornhole player in the United States, undefeated for 18 years straight. Let them know we're all thinking about him here. <laughs> Have a great week, and we're back next week on Chicken Smooth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.